How do you pick a real estate agent? Yes, so that could be a couple of different things. Agents are now probably better educated as well as to what properties are going to sell for. Talking about it over coffee when we used to just catch up for coffee and not record it. You talk about it in a way that's accessible and easy to listen. If you've if you've been in your career for a short while, how do you take yourself to the next level? Yeah, um, it was Start really a podcast. Good. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, epic this voice week on the property part. <laughs> Right, everybody, welcome back to The Property Pod, your accessible and easy way into the property market. I'm your host, Aaron Horn, and I'm joined by my only real estate agent today, uh, John McGregor. We have lost one. Yeah, we have what's lost going on? Berry. I think he's just made room for the space. No, to be honest, he's looking after his daughter. He is, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> Quinn's... <laughs> he's got fam- uh, got uh, high priorities. Yes, Family Trump's podcast today. Yeah. But uh, he did send his apologies, and it actually turns out pretty well because we have a uh, full deck in here anyway. We wouldn't be room. We'd have to argue over who'd uh, be on the mics. Yeah, yeah. I, I know, as I said, I seem to have been making a lot of promises of people that I'd reach out to, but um, I'm very excited for today. You've caught one of your big fish. Yes, big yeah. fish, two big fishes, yes. two big fishes. You've done very well. So today yeah. we're joined on the pod by the Mayor of Glenorchy, Christy Johnston, and Erin uh, McGoldrick, the Manager of City Strategy and Economic Development. Yeah, because I think the they've, they've, um, it's when I was looking through these reports, it's ridiculous the amount of work that's gone into it, but I think what I'm really excited by our leadership in the council at the moment is they're legitimately taking and doing work that's going to last long past their tenure. So like looking 30, 40 years out from now and, you know, what that's going to look like for the greater plan of the whole municipality of Glenorchy. So this is the greater Glenorchy plan that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So um, it's available to everyone now, but I thought it'd be really exciting to get them in to actually talk about that from their perspective also to then um, and how people can still get involved. Yeah, cool. Excellent. Mm. What we might do is we'll cut away, we'll come back with our wonderful guests and we will be right into the thick of things with your big fish. All right. Oh, yeah. Reel them in. All righty. <laughs> 414 Property Co. All types of property for all types of people. At 414 Property Co., we believe that property is for everyone. White collar, blue collar, no collar, dog collar. Whoever you are, we will find the property for you. Contact 414 Property Co. at www.414.com.au. All right, guys, we're back at the desk. We've got our big fish here. We've reached out our lure and we've caught the mayor and her. Oh, what did I, I got it right the first time I was reading it. That's how I got it right. Her officer. Her officer, <laughs> manager of city strategy and economic development, Erin McGoldrick right. and mayor of Glenorchy, Christy Johnson. Welcome to the property pot. Hello. It's lovely to be here. Thank you so much for uh, coming in. It's, it's really lovely to have some um, guests on here that we've been promised for so long. And you guys probably wouldn't know, but John has been saying, oh, I can get Christy. I can get Christy. You only had to ask once. I know. <laughs> I sent you an email link and here we are. <laughs> Funnily enough, we've crossed paths. Um, walking our dogs um, down near Glenorchy Primary one time and I was like, what if John has us? I might just ask myself mm. and done. see if... And then if trumped we, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> be like, John, I've caught your big fish. Um, we just wanted to thank you first for coming in and discussing this greater Glenorchy plan. Um, I looked over it last night. I didn't think it would be as interesting a read as it was when it said 80 pages or something like that. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be a slog. Yeah. There's lots of pictures. There's, mm. Yeah, there's heaps of pictures, but there's heaps of really cool stuff in there. It's, it's funny, I, my family home was in Claremont. I then lived in Moona later in life and then now I've bought in Glenorchy. So I've ticked off all the municipalities. I've kind of collected 
all of Glenorchy. You yeah. have. Well, well done. That, I know it's saying we, yeah, we're at Glenorchy and then we moved um, Chigwell, then my first house was in Claremont, now I'm back in Moona. So it's sort of, we're doing a full loop here. So we're, uh, we're all northern suburbs. Um, what does I say? Uh, born and bred? Born and true bred. True and true. Absolutely. Yep. Well, no, I know one of the things that you really took out of it, John, I think you've actually been in an article in the Mercury or something about this, um, the flannelette curtain. Oh, yeah. Well, that was always, I suppose, a running joke for us for a lot of times, isn't it? But that was – well, that's a theme that, that even in the people you've interviewed, they've brought that up themselves. It's obviously a colloquial term that all of us know. But anyone who's within within the flannelette curtain now just, like, doesn't really perceive it that way. It's more so it's shifted almost from a sense of um, where they would be shamed about the place they grew up with to actually now it's actually a real sense of strength. Absolutely. And that's what the Greater Glenorchy Plan is all about. We want to mm. build a future for our community that looks like our community and feels like home to the people who live here. So the very p- first part of what we did was talk to our community about who are they? You know, what are their values? What do we want to see in our community moving forward into 2040? And you know, when I grew up, as I'm sure you guys did, the flannelette curtain was a real thing. The latte yeah. line, you know, North of Creek Road, that was a really definite thing. And things have changed significantly. Mm. And we really, you know, in some ways we embrace the flannelette curtain, but also we've moved beyond it. And so when we had that conversation, it was about what does the future hold for our community? And it's really bright. There's lots of opportunities. And how do we make sure we take everyone along on the journey with us? Because that then, it was and that theme isn't just um, the Norky City itself, but that was oriented towards the three most you know, dense population, so Moona, Glenorchy and Claremont, and then consulted with people about what they saw those communities to be. Is that correct? That's correct. Mm. So, yeah, the municipality is really quite broad. It's a broad church. People were in incredibly diverse communities. We have a great multicultural community here. Mm. We have a range of people from highly skilled uh, manufacturers, professionals, to our retailers, to our allied health service workers, who all contribute such a lot to our local economy. But we want to make sure that we we don't end up bland and like every other city yeah. uh, in the state or in the country mm. in the in, in the world, we want to be really uniquely Glenorchy. And one thing that came through really strongly from our Glenorchy identity piece is that we are genuine, real people. What you see mm. is what you get. We don't hide from who we are. We're not ashamed. We're really quite bold about it. Um, and we welcome everybody into our cities. So the Moona, Glenorchy and, and Claremont CBDs all have very unique characters. We want to make sure that when we, we build our urban form in the coming years, that it replicates the people who live there. Yeah, I really like that. I think there was something in the one of the um, comments from one of the people that was interviewed in it and they'd said something along the lines of um, Moona was such a grey little stretch of the main road, like where's all the art, where's all the things that we want to see? And I was like, oh, yeah, like when you think about it, like there's kind of the archway um, in the middle, but I, I feel like growing up it used to have a bit more vibrance and then now it's kind of like, oh, how can we get that back and how can we create something in the future that is kind of uniquely, like what was the Moona um, Moona right up your street does that still exist oh was that the catch cry do you remember I that remember at all that yes yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true yeah well, well, good, good, good remembering it was, yeah. it was right up your, your street, street. Yeah. yeah that's right <laughs> well that was at that time too where uh, um harris scarf would have had the fitzy city cafe and stuff like that too and i remember um that was one of the most exciting things um, get a frog in the pond yeah yeah i used to love that but that's <laughs> about all i remember that there was a on, on offerings for men at the time 
But there was another one, you know, one of the characters, um, people that interviewed said that was at times obscene when there was just nothing there too. Absolutely. Yeah. We went through a period not so long ago where we had empty shops all mm. down Main Road yep. and that was really quite concerning. But we see it changing significantly. So Moona is very multicultural, yeah. um, which is fantastic. And what comes with that is great business opportunities for our local retailers in particular. So we've seen new restaurants opening up and, you know, St Albies has mm. changed the face of Moona. Most the definitely. Moona Arts Centre is a fantastic community art space which people travel from all rounds on the Tasmania to come and participate in the exhibitions there as well. So it's, it's had a, a change, it's more vibrant. Uh, the alleyways are a great opportunity to go and explore and we yeah, think we, yeah. we don't want to recreate North Hobart. North Hobart's great for North Hobart people mm. but we're Moona people yep. and so we want to make something, sure it's something that's special for Moona. That's it's right. about you know the, the little African retailers and things like that and the Absolutely. laneways. It's about the Indian spices. It's about you know Gurkha's clothing on, on Main Road which is you know, a fantastic Nepalese uh, couple of young people who've mm. started up their own business and it's fantastic. So it's about, you know, those different kind of experiences and people actually going, hey, you know what, travelling beyond the flannelette curtain to explore what's happening in Moona or Glenorchy and Claremont is really quite exciting. We want to be in that space. Yeah, absolutely. And there's Japanese and Serenia Thai. And, Heaps um, of them offer. Well, the thing is too is that, that like the diversity of the Moona culture in that sense from both Western through to all around the world, there's so many that people just don't see. Um, and that's what I love about for the, this idea of perceptions is that people have got all these old stories and I'm filled with them as well, but they're gone. You know, it's, they'll, they'll have these elements that are, you know, even when in our industry they'll say, oh, look, you know, people say I shouldn't buy into this. It's like, well, with respect, they have no idea what the heck they're talking about because whoever told you that has not been and experienced it within the last several years. They're hanging on to stories of 20 years ago. Um, and that's what's really exciting spares for me looking at this and, you know, the hard work you guys have done putting this consultation plan together. Is well, this it? is looking 20 years forward. That's it. Yeah. So even, you know, 20 years back's uh, not relevant today and to what's relevant today is not you know, going to be relevant 20 years from now. And that's always interesting because you, you often hear the voices of people who say, oh, well, I've lived here for 30 years and I can tell you what it's like. Yeah. But, but really the, the point of what we need to do and what we need to prepare for is all the all the five and ten-year-olds who are living here, mm-hmm. what we can do to to create that vision and make make them want to stay. Like you Give guys them said. the pride of, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. I was born here and I love coming here and being a resident of the city. That's yeah, right. Because all the infrastructure that we provide at council, ultimately they're the people that's going to serve the five and ten-year-olds that are, that are living here, growing up in Moona with their parents. That will have podcasts in the 2040s and they'll be looking back and say, oh, do you remember that? <laughs> That amazing piece of, right. of media that came out in, <laughs> in 2020, that horrible year, but there was one shining light. There was light. one shining light, the Glenorchy plan. <laughs> <laughs> but, and what's that? Well, where, did the, where did the genesis of this idea start for you both? Um, I mean, the amount of um, work that obviously has gone into this, where did this idea start originally that you wanted to build this vision for the future? So Glenorchy is growing so fast. We've got about a $1.5 billion pipeline of investment happening in our city right now, which is oh, wow. fantastic in, you mm. know, in terms of manufacturing, in terms of housing and opportunities, retail, commercial precincts and things, which is great, but it could get out of control very quickly. And we want yeah. to make sure that we take everybody along that journey with us, that nobody misses out because yep. that's our character, that's who we are. We look after each other. We're genuine, real people. Mm. So to make sure as a council that we are facilitating that kind of development and making sure that we get the most out of it, that people get the local jobs and things like that, we needed to have a plan for the whole city. And so the Greater Glenorchy Plan is really talking about the entire city. How do we make sure that the council dollar that we spend or the advocacy that we put onto state and federal government 
is tied into an actual plan that delivers results for our community. So that's where mm. the Greater Glenorchy Plan instead of Genesis is. It's about who we are as a, as a community, making sure that we build that community for the for in the future. I love that too because, um, I mean, from – from the outside, as you could say, politicians might be very, very self-serving and even the, the local people that, you know, working within council will be very self-serving. But the idea that you um, are working towards this thing, like I said at the start, is that you're basically building a plan that you fundamentally know you, you won't be a part of a few decades from now. You I know? don't intend on moving anywhere, but I <laughs> yeah, won't yeah. be the one in, you know in, the, in the seat yeah. of power, you know, as a mayor in, in 10 or 15 years' time. So mm. it's about providing a legacy for our future generations to make yeah. sure that, you know, the things and the decisions that we make now are, are good strategic decisions. I love that. Because, well, I mean, from your seat there and then um, as one of the drivers of this, what's this experience been like for you and how? Well, the, the strategy part of my role is all about looking forward. So part that bit I'm always asking, you know, what are we doing in 10 years' time? What are we doing in 20 years' time? Um, but the economic development part and the strategy part really come together in this plan. Yeah. So as, as Christy said, we've got this huge investment pipeline in mm. Glenorchy. We've got um, things like the light rail um, developing along the Northern yeah, Transit exciting. Corridor. We have the Hobart City deal. We have changes to the planning scheme. So there's all of these things that are in flux and are changing. Yep. And there's opportunity in that. So that's mm. the economic development part. We, if we're prepared, if we have a vision that actually all of the, you know, the real genuine people of Glenorchy have fed into then we're prepared to actually take advantage of the opportunity and all of that growth. Mm. So kind of build some ownership from the ground up. Absolutely. <sighs> so, you know, the identity project was really interesting. We are sort of, we are very real, we're noble <laughs> dust kind of people. So if 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 we, or if, if my team at council created a Greater Glenorchy plan and did all this, you know, desktop analysis and looking at the, you know, the economic drivers, but it wasn't rooted in in what Glenorchy people want. Yeah. We'd be called out and it, there's no point. Yeah, definitely. It'd just be another big folder on the shelf that no one gives a crap yeah. about. Yeah, and let's face it, state it's government and federal so governments are full of strategies and yeah. documents that just sit on the shelf and create dust. Yeah, 100%. We don't want that for our plan. That's mm. right. So it's about articulating how we can can make the most of these opportunities that they are coming our way. If we're not if we're not prepared, if we don't have that shared vision, they could pass us by or could just sort of happen in, in weird places in yep. the city. So by having the Greater Glenorchy plan there, it helps us to focus where we want these things to be. And also to articulate who we are as a city. Yep. Where the interesting bits are and how they're different. So people who want to come here, and we know people want to move to Tassie. We know people want to move to Hobart. Why? What is it that they're looking for and, and is it in Glenorchy? And yep. So the Greater Glenorchy Plan also helps send out that message, whether you're, you know, a young family who's wondering where they want to live, and maybe that's Moona because there's lots of other young families there, or whether you're a, a, an investor wanting to to open a large format retail or a new young business that wants to start a sort of boutique clothing shop and maybe yep. that moon is the place for you. It articulates all of that and and celebrates it. Absolutely. Well, I even even in Moona now, um, we'll go back to the first off you um, with a shake leg coffee. That that was sort of a first one where it was a non-branded. Um, we do nothing but. 
And then from that, then you've got other little cafes that will do the same. So straight up around now, we'll do um, focused on um, gluten-free and vegan elements to it, you know. So um, what I think is sort of it's naturally evolving and these these businesses that are surviving have its own unique selling point, you'd say, um, but they're exceptional at it. Yeah. Um, and even uh, in Moon, I just watched the, those transition of different shops come and go. And there was one that, um, you know, you got different seamstresses, et cetera, but there was one that did focus on, uh, I don't know, I forget her name, but she actually did really well, um, until she closed up, which was focused on sort of rockabilly clothing. Ah, yes, Billy. Um, yeah. What was, uh, that was, re- that was really cool. So I think that, um, when I was reading through it as well, um, that really, um, struck a chord with me and that, um, bring your identity to the city cause it's going to be nurtured. Um, and that sort of seems to be something that now, um, you know, across the, across our municipality, people are so excited by, and that seemed to be a reflection when you had a couple of our new, um, new Tasmanians where they actually feel very welcomed in this part of the, um, not, and not part of it. They're going to be in their little, their little hub and their little culture. It's like, no, they're actually welcomed by everyone because everyone wants to see that. Um, it seems that with part of this plan is that that's obviously where, um, you guys are hoping to encourage Absolutely. It's a city where you can have a go. So if you've got a business idea, you've got a speciality, then have a go, have a crack at it and you'll Mm. find that people come out to support you. So you're quite right, John, that in Moona we've got these little specialist pop-up shops that people have really got behind and supported and and that's been fantastic. And and even during the coronavirus, you know, in terms of our response to it, our activity city businesses Mm. are, are amazing. They support one another, we promote them. And there's this really sense of community. Now, there was something that came and uh, up as a theme was the the differences, but the way that the locals in each city could see them evolving, and that's why each plan for the Claremont, Glenorganman are all different, and they've all got different visions. What was the story there? Because I think you know, was it um, Claremont was very oriented around family, and um, what was what was the differences you found in that research? Yeah, so that they are very different characteristics. Yeah, you know, Claremont is all about that family. It's the history of Claremont around a garden town. Mm. You know, Cadbury's has been a really massive influence on there. There's some really important historical um, properties there with the Claremont House, and obviously with the Claremont Primary School and the army camp there. But it's all about families and there's a fantastic little shopping precinct there that gives you everything you need in one spot. We didn't, we didn't want to mess around with the character of that too much. We wanted mm. to really embrace that but provide better public amenities. So great open spaces is what it's all about. It's about supporting those retailers that are there, making sure that the, the housing form that's built around there matches the demand. So we have a lot mm. of older people living in Claremont. They're living in three, four bedroom you know, houses at the moment. They perhaps want to downsize into yep. something a bit bit easier to manage. They're looking for you know, a bit of an apartment style or a unit style housing. But then we have young families moving into the area too who want to start out in the property market and they want those three, four bedroom houses. So being able to match that kind of family community feel because it's a really fantastic space. Mm. Then we move into Glenorchy and Glenorchy is really about making sure that we are very clear this is our primary CBD. So mm. this is the opportunity for big retail. Erin, you're talking about those big box retailers and things like that. It's a great place for people to be invested Investing in um, also, you know, extremely livable. It's right in the heart of the city. It's mm. only a few minutes, hopefully, on a rail to, to the city to Hobart CBD. But it is a really important primary retail sector precinct for us as well. Yeah, and it's yeah. The, the service centre as well. Absolutely. So thinking about the Glenorchy CBD, it's important to dare I say it, go over our municipal boundaries. A lot of people come to our Glenorchy centre from from Brighton, from New Norfolk. Yeah. It's it has the Centrelink, the library, council. When you have to come and pay your rates um it has all of those you know you know that the things that mums generally tend to do no offense guys but when you have to you know you have to hit it and get Get five things done pay the bill get it there 
Glenelg is, Glenelg is the, the place to do it. That's yes. Right. That makes sense. Absolutely. And then we get to Mona and it's all about really embracing that diversity. It's about making those unique boutique opportunities. It's about the laneways, the art, the culture, mm. but also about the housing opportunities as well because we know that Mona is becoming a very attractive place to invest in. Yeah. And and Aaron's pointing to me, we had you know, 124% growth in Mona, which is enormous. Yeah. Yeah. Population growth for Mona over the next 20 years is, is going to be huge. Huge. And there's really uh, immense opportunity because Moon has got that proximity to to the rail corridor and also and also to Hobart as well. Yeah. The the population growth is happening organically, so yep. without driving it, and the opportunity to develop good quality, medium density. Um, City living yeah. for those young families is is enormous. Um, that's that's a lot of population growth, and that is that is very close to the CBD. So there's huge opportunity there for investment. Absolutely, and that was. I'm glad you guys mentioned the rail corridor in that sense because a lot of these big um, designs that you've had, they're, they're all linked. Um, it's a much more smart design of to how everyone's going to orient themselves and walk through these cities as well. So um, and Moona and some of them are almost complete reimagining of what it is right now but where it, what's really exciting though is that I you know it seems to be that young people do want an alternative than just car travel being able to create these communities that they can be very very excited about um, leveraging all these good infrastructures that we have is going to be so important I think it's just um, and I think it's really exciting that you actually integrate that into those plans as well absolutely mm. so transport and land use go hand in hand together absolutely. and we really need mm. state and federal governments to understand the importance of, of doing both at the same time transport mm. planning and land use planning we are incredibly fortunate that as a municipality our city has grown around an historic railway line so our cbds our claremont mclonky and moona cbds center around a railway line that we do not use at the moment Mm. it just seems like a no-brainer it is an absolute no-brainer it's a billion dollar asset i mean if you're on the mainland wanting to set up a a new railway line you know in sydney or in melbourne you're talking billions of dollars here Mm. we already have that asset right through the hearts of our cbds and it Mm. connects them it is really critical for moving forward to make sure we can actually achieve what's in the greater glenorchy plan and we can capture the most of the economic development pipeline that we actually have investment in passenger rail services along that line it connects people to education services and jobs it also makes the housing much more affordable and attractive so as you say john you know young people that they don't necessarily want to be having a car or the responsibility of owning and the cost of owning a car they want to be able to catch the train of the city they want to be able to you know to walk around their city have an accessible city so our laneways and pathways and cycleways that connect each other are just as important as you know the, the buildings that we have yeah absolutely and i know because um i'm living in albert road now and um, it makes me sound more uh fit than i am but i did i ran to the gym and then after that i walked to the supermarket and then walked back home with oh, the mate, look out and it was but it was just that reminders like you know this is what um this is i suppose exactly what the future idea is going to be and the restriction obviously with the planning code as well is that, that um you know with moona especially down the bottom section you've got this post-world war ii homes predominantly and there isn't the capacity to be able to do medium density on it at all and most of the development is oriented around we're doing separate units which doesn't really add a whole lot more density than the single homes anyway um and so this marrying of the um redevelopment and reimagining of the way that the you know ra- you know the railway and the transport you know is utilized along with the shopping precincts and then you've got these stories like i just experienced in the small way of you know being able to do the, the short walk and the fact that we've got to you know be ready for the reality that it's going to double all this is just so important 
Absolutely. To keep up with the housing supply issues that we have at the moment, we really need to look at how can we densify our housing offering at the moment. Mm. And our planning scheme says to us that, you know, if you're going to build a house, you need to have two car parks for every house. You know, So if you're building uh, two units, you need four car parks. That, yeah. Now that that's a lot of space. That's not high value. It's not valuable to, to the property owners. It's not valuable to the community. What we want to be able to see is a, a more diverse response, I suppose, to, to the planning scheme and saying, look, well, if you've got good public transport, then you don't actually need to have two cars per household. Yeah, so you could sure. probably get away with one car per household or maybe even no cars per household. Yeah. So it's about making sure we've got good public transport offering, which then means that we can be more flexible in our land use response and the requirements that we have in our planning scheme and we can actually say, well, you know, dense housing is what we want. Apartments are great. You don't need to have a car park for every apartment because we know that your supermarkets are in walking distance. You've got great public transport 100 metres away. Mm. You know, everything you could possibly need is in within your CBD and you're living close to that. Well, the other part too is um, you think about the even the cycleway that links all the way from the city through um, to Claremont as well, is that by opening these up, you do you, you very quickly still have better, even better access through to the city in the way that you want to um, because then you don't have to worry about all that extra rigmarole car parking and all that kind of stuff. It's just that this actually um, brings this whole uh, – because that's the – I noticed in the plan too – Remember that we're at the base of a mountain, so we do. There is a very limited amount of space. You can't just sprawl out. Um, and a lot of the things that development that are doing at the moment, the large scale ones, are these urban sprawl, single dwelling developments that isn't going to really cater for what you know a lot of people are trying to or could imagine themselves being a part of, which in fundamentally is pushing people out of a community that they want to be a part of. That's exactly right. And it doesn't make good sense from strategic infrastructure planning as well. So the further out we sprawl, the further we need to stretch our infrastructure. So that's sewage and water infrastructure, it's stormwater infrastructure, road infrastructure. We need to build schools further and further out or mm. or ferry children in further from, you know, out yeah. in the, the fringes into our CBD schools. So it doesn't make good sense in terms of strategic infrastructure planning to allow that kind of urban sprawl. It does make sense though to densify around our existing CBDs and around our existing infrastructure and maximise the benefit of what we already have in place. Yeah, 100%. And like with, I mean, all these, though this, you know, these initial uh, consultation designs have been done, how can people start to now get involved in this process? Great. Great question, John. Excellent. We have an online portal called Let's Talk, one word, gcc.tas.gov.au. So you can hop online if you if you have access to the internet and you can have a look at all of the plans. So there's there's the full report, which I'm sure you guys have read every word of, which runs about 80 pages. Mm-hmm. We've also developed a, a summary document, so it's more like 20. What? what? Yeah. You didn't tell me this? <laughs> Sucked in. <laughs> you need to do your homework to get us on the show. I thoroughly um, enjoyed the read. We did talk about this before the show. <laughs> so if you don't feel like reading the full document, we do have a summary in there and more importantly we've got the three precinct maps so Mm. it's laid out in colour and form of what that future vision looks like for Claremont, Moona and Glenorchy. If you can't get online, we have a display up at Council Chambers, at the Moona Arts Centre, at uh, Northgate Shopping Centre and also at the name of the shopping centre. Claremont Plaza. Claremont Plaza. Plaza. But everyone knows it's Claremont Claremont Village. Village. Yeah, Claremont Village. Yeah. Claremont Village. So so there's there's information everywhere and we we really want to know any thoughts or feelings you have about the plan. Yep. 
by getting all this information in now, the master planning kind of layers up our people and their vision, the economic research, the socioeconomic factors uh, into this plan. And then the next stage from there is actually looking at our planning scheme mm. and being able to sort of hang our hat on the Greater Glenorchy plan and go, well, these are the changes that we think we need in the scheme to support what we know our community wants to see. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of, you know, we're really keen to get the feedback on the Greater Glenorchy plan, but as a council, we really are open for business. And Aaron's other role in economic development is all about having the conversations now and talking to local businesses about how can you invest if you're looking to you know, expand in the property market, you know, it might be housing, mm. residential, it might be commercial, then we've got lots of ideas in terms of what you can do right now to make a difference and to really be progressive in the way we're developing our city. So we're very keen to have those conversations and Erin and, and her team and our planners are here to help. Uh, and that's the key message. So if you're excited about Glenorchy and you think, I want to get ahead of the game and I want to yep. jump in now and invest, please do because we are ready to, to help you through that process and make sure that you get the best outcome because when you know they get the best outcome you know, developers do, then our city does. It's jobs and it's fantastic for our community. Yeah, I love that. No, we, we, yeah, we caught up at, uh, around this exact conversation as well and it's to say, look, we all understand there are limitations of what is we're available to us right now, but how is it then can, if you're in line with this vision, what can you do a little bit more, yes, invest a little bit more or take a little bit more of a risk uh, because inevitably with the vision that we've got, it'll pay off without question. And you might have to go against the grain a little bit of what everyone else is doing, but it'll be worth it. Um, and I think it's really exciting that, you know, especially with the council and your team, um, it's like there's no no's at the moment. It's just like how can we make this happen? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, we, we don't like to say no at council. We like mm. to say let's see how we can make what you want happen. Yeah. And there are, there are different pathways to do that and sometimes it's not the traditional pathway. Sometimes you need to branch out a bit and find a different way of doing things but we're all about trying to find those solutions. Yeah, absolutely. I'm your spirit guide, guys. Ooh, I like that, yeah. Spirit <laughs> guide. Like Erin, your spirit guide. Yeah. I love it. That's perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for coming in. I think we'll wrap that up there. It's um, been, yeah, a really interesting – it was an interesting 80-page read, which I did go through. I wish I, knew there, a, I wish I knew there was a 20-page one when I was trying to get my son to sleep, but <laughs> all is good. Um, yeah, it's been amazing having you guys come in and talk to us and, and thank you for asking that one time, John. That was all that was required. Absolutely. Just but once. Anytime. Great fun. <laughs> yeah, we really appreciate your time. And, yeah, anybody out there, we will add some links to the Greater Glenorchy Plan. Uh, was it Let's Talk? dot gcc dot tas dot tas gov dot au all the dots i'll add that into the um show notes and we'll go from there yeah and i know this sort of this is around prop, uh, you know real estate and property pod focus but i think for those that are, of our listeners that are really looking at um, what are some great areas to invest in i think you've just heard it this morning oh definitely you yeah. cannot go wrong with the Glenorchy municipality that's it that's exactly right put that on a t-shirt exactly. <laughs> it's happening we need to practice the wording for that but yeah, yeah. awesome, awesome. Thanks, so thanks so much for coming in guys thanks for having us not a problem all right that was excellent yeah, mate. I was, I've been really blessed actually to have met those um, those two years ago. Yeah, it's been really nice to carry that relationship, and actually, in some ways, you could call them friends, which is really nice. Yeah, it's crazy when you can call the mayor of Glenorchy your friend. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And well, I mean, I've um, watched Christy even before um, she was in that role. Yep. But the culture that's within the council now is just, from what I can see, and obviously you can see the direction that they want is just phenomenal because they have nothing but the biggest picture and nothing but the best for the community. Like it's. it's it's outside of themselves, which is really interesting. I guess we talked at the start how, you know, we're born and bred Glenorchy and we went, we, we wore it with, as a badge of honour for 
our city. Yeah. So yeah. And even the people in the other suburbs that are listening, we hope you've got as much pride in your area as we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was awesome having them on. We will put a link in the show notes and such, and we might pop it on our socials as well, just for anyone out there uh, that Aaron mentioned, the letstalk.gcc.tas.gov.au. That's yep. a mouthful. Yeah, and I think now also too, like the consultation process ends the 30th of November, however, and there's a lot of information to go through, but it's worth actually taking the time to look at it. Yeah, that ends on the 30th. Um, anyone out there that wants to reach out to them, that'd be really good. And if you yeah want to be involved in the community, Moving forward to 2040 and beyond. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's, I know both of them are going to be, um, you know, I know they're both come back and be fun to um, have them back as the months progress, as the plan progresses as well. Well, um, what did we learn, John, about how do we get them on the show? Send an email. Yeah, you just ask. Send a text. You yeah, just ask. Yeah, yeah, that was. <sighs> We caught your big fish. It doesn't matter. <laughs> big fish caught. We got there. We got there. Awesome. Well, I know that's the point. I finally put the line in the water. Yeah, no, I've just go. been sitting on the boat all this time. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There's something to yeah. be learned. There's a machism right there. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll be back on the mics next week with Pat. Uh, we'll probably just be the three of us in the studio. So they're always fun to do. Absolutely. Always a giggle with those ones. Yep, yep. Um, like, share, subscribe. We never ask to do that. And I was listening to one the other day. I was like, ah, maybe we should. Yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, everyone else seems to do it. Yeah. So just, just pass it along. We we don't really know what the what it does, but. I'm sure and, it would help. And everyone, just like I did, don't think about it. Just do it. Just like, your, share, subscribe. Just put your lie, yeah, yeah. lure in the line. That's it. All right. Cheers. It's all you up. See you again. You have been listening to The Property Pod, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek to use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information.